Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. You guys smell worse than a skunk on the trail? Tired of gagging constantly everywhere you go? Well, now you don't have to worry about it anymore, guys. There's something called Pit Sitter. It's organic slug guts mixed with your pure agave honey to help you smell fresh on the trail. Just let nature stick to you and nothing else. Check it out at barfitout.honey. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Derek, and with me today is the only man to gnaw wood faster than a beaver when making a dam, Carl Mandrioli. Look at those chompers, everybody. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? I'm doing great, my Woo! friend. With me today is Derek Somerville. He was a real backpacker until he went to Antarctica. That's when things <laughs> went south. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I'm surprised it's taking you this long to use something with Antarctica, but yeah. I guess there's a picture right there. You like to bring up Antarctica a lot, and so I'm just trying to ple- like, you know, kind of play into your ego a little bit. <laughs> I don't feel like I brought it up for a while. but okay. uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Uh, so totally we fun. got Darwin on the trail, man. He's, he's one of the big-time legends in the youtube backpacking community legend how do you become a legend in the backpacking community like what do you need to do like discover something like, <laughs> find a new berry like what do you what do you need to do i don't get it yeah, I, don't get I think it. uh duration and mm. uh number mm. of subscribers videos mm. adventures i don't know that's a good question okay. like, you kind of want to be a legend is that what you're getting at i, I mean who doesn't want to be legendary? You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm ahead of you in that. I don't know. I mean, are we? Where are we in that race? Are you like? Is it <laughs> like not a we're race? Just, we're just <laughs> like you're older, so maybe you. But then I'm cooler, so maybe me. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure we're, it out. We're partners, my friend. We're tied together. And it's like a it's like a tag team race. Yeah. It's like a tag team. Okay. And answer your question, like who doesn't want to be a legend? Like you can make the case after listening to this interview that the Darwin actually doesn't want to be the legend based on that's, what he said. Yeah, that's true. So it's that's not true. for everybody for sure. But I don't know. You, I know. People can interpret it their own way and we'll find out okay. how, how they yeah. take this. But first we got a Bible verse, Matthew 419. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Hmm. Fish for people. Derek, when was the last time you were out fishing for people? <laughs> fishing for people. It's been probably a while. Right. Um, it's been, years. Yeah, probably, probably not decades, but years. Definitely years. I don't even remember the last okay. time. So. 
right. you know, it's it's uh, something you always want to be ready to do. But I think um, I don't know. You usually do it at the, at the grocery store when you have your backpack on. Is that when you do. Uh, it? Yeah, grocery store, Costco. Costco is a big big fishing place. Yeah, for me, that's why that's what I figured you'd say to be honest. But like, what do you what do you say? Like, hey, you know, I'm gonna be on aisle five, and Jesus might be there too. Kind of, yeah, that you know? that could definitely be. Is that is that what you say? That sounds like a fishing for people pickup line. A little awkward to be honest, but are you like, do you want love in bulk? <laughs> you know, Jesus can do that. Costco oh my can't. Gosh. I mean, I don't know. What do you say? Uh, you know, what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that I have an announcement. I made this announcement last week in the tidbit mm. section, and I got another mm. announcement along those lines this week at the end of this episode. So if you want to find out, my friend, you're gonna find out. Gripping. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready for tidbits right now. Uh, but we got an interview. Let's check it out. With me today is a man who has thru-hiked multiple long trails, a man who has his own gear company, a man who has a popular show called the Outdoor Evolution Podcast, a YouTuber with the most popular backpacking channel of all time. Please welcome Darwin from Darwin on the Trail. How's it going, sir? How's it going, man? That, that was too nice. Too nice of an intro, I'd say. Way too nice. <laughs> uh, we we got to build it up. I don't, I don't so. know if my podcast is that popular, like the, the most popular, but... uh. But you know, I yo, you had the most popular YouTube channel. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you can't. You can't compete with us. Come I on, don't know. Did I? Did I have the most popular <laughs> YouTube channel? I don't know. I don't know about that. I like yours. I like your guys. Your, your guys thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I want to see more of the game shows that you guys have been working on. Did you listen to the game show? I, I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Okay. So we. I didn't listen, yeah. I watched. You did. You did. Which yeah, we were still working with YouTube <laughs> and structuring that. But thank you for doing that. I don't think hardly anybody did. We didn't get as many hits on that one, so I don't know if we'll circle back, but. Unless you want to be a contestant, do you want to be like a celebrity guest on a on a game show? Can I just be a regular guest? Do I have to be a celebrity guest? Uh, we can call you regular. Yeah, yeah let's <laughs> we've just got do that. this celebrity, this celebrity, and Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just come on as Nick. I won't come on as Darwin. I'll come on as Nick. Incognito, and I will, and I want to share with you. So, uh, so some folks that listened to our show that found out that you were going to be interviewed. I had one person who's like, "Okay, whatever you do, like when you're not on the trail, you can't call him Darwin." And then I had another guy who said, like, whatever you do, you can't call him Nick. And I was like, all right, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to call him what he signs on as. You can what? do either if you'd okay. like. <laughs> you can just kind of jump back and forth. No, actually, the, the whole Darwin thing, the, whole, the reason that a lot of people didn't know my name for years is it just kind of became a running joke because, like, people, people would ask me, like, what my real name was. And, and, and I would, you know, always – kind of not really answer it be kind of suspicious about it because i thought it was funny because mm -hmm. people would say like oh your parents named you darwin and i'm like no no <laughs> but on my instagram and on my youtube channel for years my real name was on there there was actually there used to be a photo of my uh my at finishing certificate so okay. you know what it, it always like i don't know if you've ever seen one but it's like your first name then your trail name like in parentheses right. and then your last name that was right. on my instagram for years so I just kind of kept playing it on and let letting people, I don't know, it just kind of turned into a reoccurring joke. Yeah. So then I guess like where I started hearing things like, he doesn't like being called his real name. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm just. But that's what's fun. So you created this kind of like a lore around what is appropriate to call it. Yeah. I like screw with people. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. There, th that answers that question. Okay. So speaking of your name, Backpacking Magazine has you ranked as the third most famous Darwin of all time. <laughs> Is that right? So, yeah. Can you care to guess, like, uh, the two that are ranked ahead of you? Ooh. Um, I'm going to guess... 
I mean, Charles Darwin, right? Like first place, first Charles. place. I mean, that's that's kind of my namesake. That's kind of where it comes from. And then okay. I'm going to take a guess and I'm going to say the only reason I know this, I don't have kids, but the only reason I know this is I am an uncle to a couple kids. Is it okay. Darwin, the character from the Gumball Adventures? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, fourth place. Four, you're close. Oh, is that right? Well, um, yeah, it's a, a little bit of a trick because the second ranked is not technically a person. It says... It says most famous Darwin, and so the second rank is the Darwin Awards. Oh, Are you familiar with those? I am. I'm, okay. Yeah. Is that how, so? That's not how you got your trail name, is the Darwin? It Awards. is not. No. You didn't no, earn one. No, my name's like <laughs> okay. I, I guess is after Charles Darwin. Uh, because you're a fan I'm of. I do his? a lot of air quotes, by the way. For those listening on audio, he's doing a lot of air quotes. Every single word, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Not really. I have to put in like sound effects. Like <laughs> 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 All right, so so you have a strong connection to to Charles and not at all, not okay. at all. I was on uh, the AT in 2015, and um, I was at either first or second night on the trail, and uh, we were at this this shelter and everybody's talking about uh, two things everybody's talking about like what they did for a living this one guy's telling us like he's a retired vet and these these kids are telling us that you know they just got out of college and all this stuff and they ask me what i did for a living and i just start going through this laundry list of all of these things so i've literally had like 20 jobs 30 jobs like within 37 years it's sort of silly um and i was talking about how i get bored a lot and i'm always kind of like trying to learn new things and kind of evolve oh. as a person and, and then we started talking about survival of the fittest, uh, it, it, you know, everybody back then anyways, everybody, cause the percentages of finishing the AT were very low. Right. So it was like, I can't remember what the percentage was, but you know, it was something like only one out of 10 people are going to finish the entire AT and we're talking about it. And I was being a little cocky and I just come off of racing triathlon for eight years. Right. Um, and I was super fit. And I was like, I was like, well, if anybody's going to finish the trail, it's going to be me because I'm in insanely <laughs> good shape. So because of the whole survival of the fittest thing, and I, I woke up that morning to leave the shelter. Okay. And this couple is like, we got the perfect trail name for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, what is it? And they're like, Darwin. Okay. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take it. And I guess because of the beard, I had the beard at the time. Right, right. And it stuck. It, it became like one of the best gifts I've ever gotten on a trail because most people get like really awful trail names. Yeah. Like, I know some really horrible, disgusting trail names. Like you can't just go by in regular everyday life. Okay. And I got lucky that I got one that it's like decent. literally just sounds like a first name. Right. <laughs> so right. That's so funny. I just went with it. Yeah. So your icebreaker for like, I'm going to get to know, this could be my trail family here, my tramley. Your icebreaker is, I know I'm going to finish. I'm not so sure about you fools, but I'm going to be the one out of this 10. <laughs> yeah. And again, you know, I was, I think a lot of people kind of get me wrong sometimes. Like I've, Anybody that spent enough time with me knows that I am super, super sarcastic. Oh, yeah. About 90% of the things that come out of my mouth are just like me trying to get a rise out of people. Right. So, um, you know, I was I was just being sarcastic. I was just being a total a, a total Weisenheimer, I guess, as they <laughs> say. Um, and or as my grandma would say. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Okay. Can you remember, did any of those people that you're with finish the trail? Yeah, I think just about all. Of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> the percentage didn't play out. All right. Well, well, the funny thing was that year uh, we only got sixteen hundred miles in, and my wife and I had to get off the trail and then come back to finish okay. it because, like, I I had some health problems and mm. my wife's grandmother passed away and a bunch of mm. stuff happened while we were right. in Massachusetts. So we actually ended up being the ones that didn't like we had to get off the trail for a while and then come back. So technically, I was not the fittest. Okay. 
the irony mm-hmm. in that, the mm-hmm. irony, especially oh, as like, I, yeah, a triathlete, which I mean, triathletes And I also very much appreciate irony. So Okay. Well, that, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> whether it works for you or not, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So let's, let's talk about the adventure stuff. I mean, honestly, so anybody who's backpacked and tr- done any sort of research typically comes across your channel and, and comes up with, you know, something they're looking up, whether they're researching water filters or something, or one of your documentaries. And, and that certainly is true for me where I would watch some of your stuff because I really value through hikers as really testers of gear. If, I mean, if something holds up throughout a hike, that's, you know, thousands of miles long, I feel like my, my weekend trips or my week long trips, like, you know, should easily hold up for those. And anyway, through all of these adventures, through all these trips that you've you know got under your belt, can you boil down some of the biggest things you've learned? Like, let's say three essential tips or lessons about just creating an awesome adventure in general for those of us who might have through hikes in our future or just the weekenders or the overnighters or whatever. Well, I could give like the cliche ones that like everybody gives, but I'll, I'll try You're to, not like, that guy. Come on. You're no, not, that, not guy. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to touch on something. I do want to say something that you just pointed out though, that I want to say thank you for uh is is you just touched on you know a lot of my videos gear videos and stuff were always it's funny a lot of people always associated me with being like the gear guy and like testing all this gear but right. i didn't i just always like to talk about the stuff that i used on through hikes. yeah oh yeah yeah for sure it was just always interesting to me because like people always associate me with like oh well you're the guy who who reviews a bunch of gear and i'm like not re- actually if you go look on my channel like i basically used the same stuff like for years and years and years. Right. And I didn't really review a lot of stuff. So thanks for noticing that. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Just to clarify, I just was like paying attention to like, okay, this worked or your opinion on the item after you'd done a through hike. But honestly, I know a lot of people that connect with your channel that I've heard or that um, when I was kind of asking around if anybody had any things that they just always wanted to ask you, a lot of people connected through your documentaries. Like they just really like the stories. Oh, right on. Yeah. That was, that was the big one anyway that I heard oh, back from. So. Nice. Anyway, that's beside the point. So, so yeah, so beside the point. non-cliche things, essential tips you got. And I guess my number one, I guess it's not number one, but one of my number one tips is is really, I guess, go with it. Like something that I have learned over the years of all the stuff that I've done is just to kind of be open to new experiences. You know, whenever we went, my wife and I went to go do our first kind of big adventure, if you want to call it that, like our, our kind of push off to this like, big life in the past eight years of all this travel and stuff that I've done. Um, we did so much research. Like I, I watched every documentary I could watch on the AT. We read every book. I looked at every, like we obsessed over it for mm-hmm. six months to like a year. And when I got out there, you know, I remember like walking up to like certain spots and areas and like, I'm like, Oh, I remember this. Oh, I know this. Oh, I know. And did you like that? No. Um, and and it's because like, I felt like I had already kind of experienced it, right? Like obviously I was experiencing it my own way. Um, and that's really where like people stuck with me more than anything. And I kind of like really honed in on the community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I've learned over the years, and again, I'm kind of devil's advocate here. I don't do a lot of research before I go on an adventure or a hike. Mm. I don't, I don't read the books. I don't watch Mm -hmm. people's YouTube videos. I don't. I don't kind of obsess over something because I want to be open to a new experience. Right. Um, you know, I, I think a lot about like the things that have stuck with me over eight years the most and what I remember the most 
And they're always the misadventures. They're always mm. the things that I learned while I was out there because I was open to a new experience. It's because I, you know, I was hitching on the side of the road and some car pulled up and asked me like, hey, you want to come to our weekend barbecue? You want to get off the trail for a couple of days and come to our weekend barbecue and go skydiving with us? That didn't happen to me. <laughs> that did happen to somebody I was hiking with on the AT though. I, God, I wish it would have happened to me. Um, and, and, you know, that's the stuff you really remember because oh, after yeah. a while, like it, it sounds like, woe is me but like you know a tree is a tree and a, a mountain is a mountain and a lake is a lake and after a while that stuff kind of all like meshes together but the stuff you really remember are those moments right like mm -hmm. those new fresh exciting moments and meeting somebody for the first time or something going wrong or being cold or being hot your tip is kind of can kind of be summed up as like you know that dumb and dumber quote just go man just go right <laughs> like just get out there yeah yeah i mean definitely do your you know do your research and like when i'm going to do something obviously like i got my gear dialed down right like right. i know that i know that i'm somewhat in shape and i'm i'll figure it out once i get out there so there's two people and you kind of alluded to this there's two people that have a hard time with that so the first one is the person who does who's afraid basically who's afraid of really getting out of their own zone I know a lot of backpackers, they kind of just stay nearby. They have like this radius around their house and they're willing to go within, you know, a few hours of their house because that's what they know and that's what's safe to them. But like what you're saying, yeah. if you're doing the same old, same old, like you're not going to be generating new or interesting stories and your experiences are going to be very similar and they're going to blend together. I think if you're afraid or if you're scared, like you're doing it right. Like, isn't that the whole reason like you're going to do you know, like getting out of your nine to five every day anyways, like, isn't that the reason? Yeah. Isn't that the reason you're walking into the woods in the first place is like to get out of your comfort zone and try something new. So I guess that's kind of what I mean with like, go with it. Just like take, you know, take the ride, go on the experience. Like you'll figure it out. Like, you know, again, unless it's like an unsafe thing, then maybe, maybe don't do it. Right. <laughs> don't blame me. But the it. second person, which is, which is what I struggle with and I've gotten way better over the years is is the person who's the point A to point B person. We have a mission today. We're gonna hike X amount of miles. We're gonna get from this spot to this spot. And if something happens in between point A and point B to sort of dislodge the trip, like we're gonna ignore it. We're gonna do everything we can to just keep pushing forward. Even if it's like a little side right. hike to a waterfall, even if it's just this interesting encounter with a person on the trail. And so now I'm trying to just recognize when these opportunities come up and really just soak them in along the way. And, and I've gotten better, but it's taken, I mean, years to get to that point. And so have you, have you done any long, have you, have you done any through hikes? Do you have any through hikes under your belt? Nothing, nothing like what you've done, but yeah, I've done the John Muir trail is the longest one I've done. Okay. So okay. yeah. Well, the, the one thing I, I think I recently had a discussion on either my podcast or somebody else's podcast. There is a big difference, like where I want to kind of cut in on that is there is a big difference between backpacking and through hiking. So I think to a point, oh, yeah. you kind of have to be the point A to point B person on a through hike. You know, for years, people would say stuff to me like, why don't you stop and smell the roses? Mm -hmm. Why are you hiking so many miles? Like, why did you end up pushing an extra 10 miles into this town? Like, well, sometimes it comes down to like, well, because I'm out of food. Right, <laughs> I know that right, if I don't right. get from point A to point B in four days, mm -hmm. and I, I only have, you know, four days of food, and I'm out here for five days, well, I'm going to be pretty hungry. I'm going to be tired. Right. So I do think that some of that plays into that, but I do, I do get what you're saying. I think after a while, you know, being the point A to point B person, um, it can definitely like wear on the experience. And that's mm -hmm. definitely what happened to me over the years. Yeah. It's like, I got kind of tired of that. Like, right. well, I know what I'm doing. I know point A to point B. I kind of want something new and I want to 
have a new experience, but for yeah. sure. And honestly, yeah, look, thinking back, I was on a through hike of the Washington section of the PCT and, uh, and that didn't go as well, but I, you know, I got like, I got a little ways in and got kind of, I kind of ran into this town and I got invited by this kind of old gold miner guy to crash out in his camper for the night. And he was like an old guy, seemed pretty friendly. And so I did do that. That was one where I was like, all right, he's going to take me off the trail, but he's going to drive me back to the trailhead. And so that worked out. And then he ended up cooking me pancake breakfast and talking about all the aliens he saw at nighttime. Yeah. And, and like, that's an experience that you'll never forget, right? Like you'll never Correct. forget that guy. You'll never forget Correct. those stories or those pancakes. And to me, right. like that, like that's why I, that's why I travel. That's why I go right. out on adventures, adventures, whatever you want to call them. It's hard for people, but I think it's achievable. I think that, yeah, kind of pushing yeah. the, the limits of your comfort zone for sure. Yeah. All right. That was number one. That was a good one. one. I like that one. It was number a long two. one. No, it was a long <laughs> one. That's all right. That's all right. That's good. That's worth it. Well, number two would probably kind of kind of come off of that. And it would it would be like, let that experience humble you. Like mm. get into situations where you're humbled. Something that I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. And if, if you're familiar with my videos, if, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I'll, I'll talk a lot. Like when someone's like, what was your favorite hike? I'll always mm -hmm. say it was the AT. Right. There's something magical about it. Something magical about that first hike. And I've, I've talked to other hikers about it that, you know, maybe their first hike was the CDT. Maybe their first hike was the PCT. Maybe their first hike was, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and it's always their favorite one. It's always special to them. Mm -hmm. And for years I wanted to know, like, what is it about that? Like, is it just because it's a new experience and, mm. and what is it about that new experience? And what I finally come up with is it's, it's because it humbles you, right? Like you're mm -hmm. going into something and you have no clue what you're doing. You don't know, like, yeah, you might've done your research and you might know that, you know, on the first day I'm going to hike 15 miles and on the second day I'm going to hike 10 miles. Right. But you don't really know anything about it. So you're, mm -hmm. you're very humbled. Cause I think that most of us in our regular everyday life, our nine to five, I always say the nine to five life. I mean, some people have like a five to 11 life or whatever right. it is, right? Right, right, right. You get so used to kind of like your everyday life that you're not really experiencing something that's new that kind of wakes you up, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're going out to do something like, and it it humbles you and, and you, you kind of stop for a second and be like, oh, I have no clue what I'm doing. I, I, I have no clue what I'm doing. Like that is to me, that is the best thing like that can happen. And that's why, like mm -hmm. I, I started really doing a lot of world travel over the last year. I was like, cause, Oh, I want to mm -hmm. look for that again. I want to be humbled. So I think like letting it humble you not, you know, acting like, you know, what you're talking about, uh, just listening, being open to conversations, mm -hmm. like listening to other people's opinions, um, learning right. about their background, learning about, uh, maybe their religion, maybe their uh, politics, maybe whatever they're into. <laughs> much people, careful, much careful people there. just like clicked off the video. Um, <laughs> I heard the word politics. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I think that that that's what makes to me. That's what makes life worth living is like experiencing mm -hmm. new things. Yeah, humility is a very strong characteristic, and I mean that. What's I mean really. That's what makes people want to be around you is that, that humility you learn over the years can make you connect with people and appreciate the challenges they're having, you know, whether it's physical challenges on the trail, your knee hurts, your shoulders hurt, whatever, or whether it's just, you know, the mind game of having to do this repetitively for, 
you know, day after day, week after week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's another good one. All right, I like it. So you got two two good ones. <laughs> Am I going too deep? Is this too deep? No, we go. <laughs> we're all over the place on our show. We we go deep. We go um, Derek level answers, and then yeah, everywhere in between. So, all right, number three. Something I've said for years, and I'll always hold to it, is somehow document your journey. And not because you're going to start a YouTube channel, not because you're going to share it on Instagram or become an influencer or a TikToker or whatever the, whatever the kids are saying these days, but so you can, <laughs> right. you can remember it. Um, I can tell you that over the mm -hmm. past eight years of all the different trails I've hiked and all the different people I've met after a while, like all that stuff starts to kind of mush together and, and mesh together. Right. Right. So the things that like, right. I always want to remember, especially are like the people I meet the places I go, those misadventures that I have mm -hmm. that do humble me. And like, whether it's, whether it's writing and journaling right. while you're doing it or, or taking photos, like something I've really been big into lately is like portraiture, like something I regret hardcore mm -hmm. from eight years of doing all those hikes. It's like, I took all these photos of like mountains and trees and it all looks, the same. <laughs> right. I wish I would have taken photos of people. Right. I wish, you know, the, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, amazing family, the amazing couple that gave me a hitch into a town when I stood out there for two hours, I'm starving, I'm hot, I'm cold, I'm wet. Uh, it picked me up and I had a great connection with and, and, and a great conversation with, I wish I would have taken their photos so I could look back on that and, and have that memory and, and remember that. hundred percent. Okay. So speaking about documenting and, you know, kind of making this content, let's, yeah. so you have a podcast, the outdoor evolution podcast. And you started it with episode yes. one called You Don't Know Me. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is a very provocative title. And so before I even ask about, you know, kind of more about that concept, I was trying to figure out when you just type something up, you don't always know the tone of, of kind of what the intention is behind it. So, so I want to know the tone. Is this like, like, you know what? You don't know me. Or is this more like, like, I can't mm -hmm. believe you think you mm -hmm. know me because guess what? you really don't know me or is this like a darker thing, a lighter thing somewhere in between? Like what's the tone of this thing? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's been a while. That was episode one. It's been a couple of years. It's been a so long sorry. Time. I apologize about that. No, no, it's cool because it's kind of like led to a lot of things that I've done over the years. Um, at the time I was definitely like, you know, I, I'll go on the record of saying like I was dealing with like struggling a lot with my own mental health and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of got to the point to where, I've mentioned this, anyone that's listened to other podcasts that I've done or, or listened to my podcast will know, like I've talked about this a, a billion times of like when I got into making media and stuff, like I had no intention of it doing what it was. I was not trying to do it. It's why like right. when I went, my wife and I went out to do our first hike, it's why I was saying like document your stuff. I didn't film anything. I didn't have a YouTube channel. I didn't even have a Facebook. Like I had nothing when right. we went out to our first it was actually the opposite i got rid of all my stuff mm -hmm. because i was like i'm gonna go off and be off the grid and have an adventure <laughs> in the wilderness and right. be away from people and i don't want to be connected to the internet right the internets um <laughs> and it was so you know i didn't really anticipate any of that happening and i'm i'm a pretty personable person um i take things to heart i'm, I'm a pretty passionate person and friendships and stuff mean a lot to me. Mm -hmm. So over the years of like putting out media and, you know, definitely got to say like out of 
all feedback and stuff that's come at me over the years, like 99% of it, amazing. People are amazing. People are beautiful. Um, but you know, it's like those 1% that stick with you or like things that someone will say that'll kind of throw you off a little bit, right? right like you can right, read a right. hundred amazing comments yep. or a hundred amazing things about you. Um, and then you read that one thing, you're like, oh no, what have I done? Like, <laughs> oh no, I've done something bad. But some, but the YouTube comments are ridiculous because because they don't sometimes they don't even relate you know to your content you're just like they're like hey I, this really meant a lot to me or I'm gonna go buy such and such product as a result of what you said and then a comments like you're looking a little chunky this episode like what's going on like it doesn't even <laughs> like where's that from <laughs> well it's and and that's kind of to my point it's like I think some people that get into that world like they know that going into it right like you know like don't oh, read yeah. the comments they don't mean anything right like I'm here to make some content and, and become famous and popular and make money but that was never my intention i was just like oh friends right like <laughs> you know so that's how i viewed it that's funny <laughs> so i started taking a lot of that stuff to heart so i was kind of running into that i was bumping into that and then at the same time like you know maybe there'd be a day where i wouldn't have a good day necessarily mm -hmm. or a good week i was going through something and you know like i wouldn't have the super happy charm on the video and people will be like, well, you're not being the Darwin that, that like I know, right? Like, is everything okay? You're being awfully negative. Mm. And so it, so the whole title and that whole episode, it was kind of tongue in cheek of like, you don't know, like you don't tongue really know okay. me. Yeah. Right. And, and it was all kind of at the time I was sort of disenchanted with the whole YouTube celebrity thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But they don't, I mean, they don't really know you in terms of like, no. because they don't have that relationship with you. But I think right. what you were getting at is that my authentic self is not, doesn't quite always match up with the videos that are put out. Like that, that is me, but there's more yeah, to me. It, there's, that's one it, side of me, right? It was also more of kind of like an extended conversation that I had had with friends for years that kind of did the same thing. You know, people, other friends I know that made YouTube videos or had podcasts and stuff like that. Like a lot of, a lot of people that do this type of stuff struggle with that, mm. right? Of this, like this kind of one-sided relationship happening. Um, where they feel like they're kind of trapped in this box and they can only talk about this one thing or act this certain way. Yeah. It's this kind of strange phenomenon that's kind of happened with social media and videos and podcasts and Instagram and the list goes on and on and on right. of where you're really kind of curating a certain version of your life. But, you know, people are multifaceted. People yeah. are multidimensional. You know, I would assume that you don't just like to sit in a room with a wood wall, nice wall, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> and do podcasts. Like I, you know, I don't, I won't get off here thinking like, man, I, you know, I hope that guy's okay. Just sitting there for like the next handful of days before he does another podcast. Cause he's probably just, <laughs> I hope there's a fridge nearby so, <laughs> yeah, in a bathroom. Yeah. Or like a pee bottle. Yeah. So, yeah. At least um, that, at least that. That's a, so yeah. it was, it was more of a, it was more of a kind of a conversation right. about something that I've just found absolutely fascinating, especially being on that side of it over the years, okay. like this weird, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of parasocial disorder, Okay, but it's this weird thing like human beings have created over the handful of years of like seeing one side of somebody uh, and then right. like associating just that with the person. Yeah. So that's really what the episode was about of me just being like, Hey, just know that like, you know, one day or one week, you know, your favorite creator, your favorite YouTube or something might not put out a video mm -hmm. or they might decide to do something different or they might, you know, <clears throat> stop doing their through hike or they might go back on, you know, a piece of gear that not that it's important, but a piece of gear that they said that they really like and now, and they, now don't. they don't like. Yeah. 
And now they don't. It's because they're human beings. Right. <laughs> they do, you know, they make decisions as human beings and they're not just one dimensional. They're not one sided. So that's really where I wanted the podcast to, I wanted to put that episode out because I wanted to set the tone of the podcast with that. Gotcha. Because anyone that's listened to the podcast knows that every episode was more of a deep dive on like a topic that again, when that episode came out and when some of those episodes came out and people started first tuning into the podcast, people are like, I don't know what's wrong. Right. Like, this is, they're so, and it's like, not really like every, those are the conversations that I always have with people right. when I'm out sitting around a campfire at a shelter on the AT mm -hmm. or when I'm out, you know, on, on a bike tour and I'm sitting outside of a gas station and I run into some other random person. We have deep conversations. We don't talk about gear and we don't talk about the food that we eat and, you know, what kind of cat hole that we dug. Right. <laughs> we have deeper conversations as human beings. So I was like, well, I want to have those in a podcast form because I've spent all these years, you know, talking about the piece of gear or the tip or whatever. That's that place for that. Okay. I want to have these deeper conversations. So that's that's really where it all came from. And obviously the podcast platform lends itself to that. But in listening yeah. to that episode, yeah, yeah. it did challenge me a little bit to think about kind of my own, I guess, you know, the show that we put forth. And I'm like, you know what? Because for me, it is important to be as authentic as possible. And, and, and it's very different to be kind of, you know, the one-man band on the video. You're talking. There's nobody responding to you immediately. There's nobody you're having a conversation with. It's just you and it's the camera versus like I always am talking to somebody. It's not like a one-person show. There's a guest. There's a co-host, whatever. And so I thought, man, is do people know me? Like, is that the authentic self that I've put out there? Because we've worked really hard to be like, we still want to be lighthearted and fun with authenticity. And so the hope is that that's, that that's succeeded. Like if you were to encounter, you know, somebody that was listening to the show, were to encounter me, were to encounter, encounter my co-host Derek, they wouldn't be surprised by it because in the podcast format, like we, you know, especially over like years of podcasts like you can get a sense of who somebody is for the most part like not you know there's always different sides for the most part. yeah not 100 but I, I think that i think human beings naturally like and everybody does it i can tell you maybe one person i've ever met in person one person ever that i've ever met in person mm -hmm. that was just like who they portray on a video oh, or a podcast or a photo or something like that because i think that everybody wants to like present the best version of themselves right, right. as oh, i mentioned yeah. like at the beginning of this like I'm a hardcore, like super sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Like I have a really dry sense of humor. I say things sometimes to people like just to get a rise out of right. them. And it's, I think that stuff's funny. Right. I knew that like when I started making videos, like, well, I can't come on screen like that. Everybody will think that I'm a jerk. <laughs> so, you know, like I took the, like, well, how would I present? It's no different than like when you go to work, who you are at work is not who you are at home. Correct. You're a different person because you put on a version of yourself that you want to present to people. Right. So I don't think that it's, it's like, it's not authentic. Like it's not, I don't think that it's, that you're being not authentic. You're just trying to basically censor yourself in a version of yourself that you want to present to people. I'll never forget years ago, way before I ever went to do the AT, way before I ever even thought about doing uh, a YouTube channel. I mean, this is a long time ago when I first started getting in to watching YouTube, mm -hmm. there's a guy and he still makes videos called Adam the Woo. You're familiar with okay. him? I'm not. Travels around, goes like he, his big thing was he, uh, he did like urban exploration. So like he 
would go into these like abandoned houses and like check them out or abandoned <laughs> theme parks and stuff. Uh, okay. Super cool. Gotten kicked out of Disney more times than like anybody should have. <laughs> he's going to, he's like, he's like, what's around this corner that says employees only. <laughs> right. And, and he's, he's like this, he had all these piercings and like tattoos all up and down his arms, total like punk rock. He looked like a dude, like if you ran into him, like, and you said the wrong thing, like he'd get in a fight with you. Right. Mm-hmm. But like he was the nicest, sweetest dude in his videos. He he never cursed. He never mm-hmm. said anything that was off. He never said anything that would ever offend anybody. And I remember watching this interview with him where people, the, the, the interviewer asked him like, you know, you look like a much tougher dude than, than you are. And he's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's not a very nice question. <laughs> kind of a back kind of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> um, and and they said, um, you know, they he said, well, my biggest influence as being a creative or an entertainer or presenting myself uh, in the world was always Mister Rogers. And he said mm. that Mister Rogers was always when he presented himself to people, whether it was on his show or in person. He always presented himself to be, to be this person that like, you know, would never have a problem with anybody that everybody mm. could along with and right. that everybody could like retain information and be inspired by. So when I first started doing YouTube videos, I was like, well, what's the whole point of me doing these videos? Well, it's to share information, right? It's mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, check this piece of gear out. Oh, Hey, here's what I did right. And here's what I did wrong or to inspire somebody with like trail videos and stuff. So I kind of followed that same path of like, well, I'm always going to, I want to make myself digestible to as many people as possible so I can share that information. I don't ever want to turn anybody off. I don't ever want to offend anybody. I don't ever want to upset anybody. So I think that just kind of comes from you put a version of yourself on that you want people to see and you want people to I guess, digest. Um, so you're the Mr. Rogers of the backpacking. <laughs> that's that. not what I said. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> totally opposite. Um, okay. Well, in that episode, speaking of, yeah, like the version you put yourself on, what was interesting was you, you actually shared about some trail encounters you had and people that were finding you out on, I think it was on the PCT. And then they were, you know, like, how's your hike? And then you were responding and you shared that at first it was super cool that people would recognize you. But yeah. after a while it, yeah, it didn't sit as well with you because, yeah, people are, you know, it's, it came across at least as people. You know, just, when I started talking but, about that stuff, I was just trying to be honest. You know, again, like trying to be yeah. open and trying to be like transparent of like I had a problem with it. And like I, it's it's really weird. A lot of people took that the wrong way of like you had a problem with it, like because people know who you are and your are like, oh, poor you. And it's like, well, I wasn't mentally prepared for that. Like I. Right. That's not what I was looking for when I did it. And it happened. It literally like I. People will tell, like, probably argue that to the day that I never exist on the internet again. <laughs> but I, I, I right. assure all of you, it was all an accident. I never meant to do no, no, any no. of it. No, we can, we can solve this right now. We can do this right now. Let, okay, we're going to do a role play. You and I haven't met. I come down the trail and I recognize you. Yeah. And I'm going to be fanboy recognizing you. And then you have to respond with what you would do today. Like, you've pro- you know, this is, this is a couple of years ago you put this episode out. So, like, what's this like today? Are you up for this? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> There's a little bit of hesitation in your voice there. <laughs> well, I don't know, because now you put me on the spot, so I don't know what I would okay. say. Okay, okay. This is, this is pretty low risk here. Okay. All right, so you're hiking down the trail. Uh, I'm coming up behind you, oh, and I just kind of like look to the side, and I see him like, whoa, Darwin, my man, how's it going? 
Hey man, how's it going? How you doing, bud? Good. This is like this is like the best day of my life. Like I I watch all your videos. I've like look at my gear. I've bought this stuff because of you, because of what's in your pack. How's your hike going? It's going good now. This is like this is so important. Okay, I know I know you gotta get to wherever you're getting to today. But can we get can I get a selfie with you? And right there is the awkward turn for me. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing that like a lot of people won't talk about. Is because if you say no, you're a jerk, right? But also okay. there's a part of me that feels like if I say yeah, and I'm like, of course you can take a selfie with me, then it makes you seem much more self-important than you actually are. I'm a dude on YouTube talking about like backpacks. Like, so to me, it was always an awkward encounter because it was like, okay. why do you want to take a picture? Like take a picture of the thing that you're doing. Like you're out here just like I am. Like we're both on the trail. We're, right. look, take a picture of that mountain. Look at that mountain. Isn't that mountain cool? Take a picture of that. I'll take a picture of it too. Or here, let me take a picture of you. <laughs> and that, that was more of like a, a scoping mechanism. <laughs> like I'm not in your position, but if I was in your position, I would, yeah. It, especially if I was doing a hike where I'm, I'm trying to put some miles in, I'm getting stopped here and there. But I also want to build community at the same time. I might, I don't know. I was trying to think of how I would handle the situation. It's tough, man. It's tough. And I, I was thinking, I don't know if this is even appropriate. Like you could speak to this. I would try to just say, hey, like, hey, why don't you hike with me for a little bit if you can keep up? And, uh, and yeah, we'll take a shot as we're going. <laughs> I like that little, I like that little, like, <laughs> if you can keep up. <laughs> By the way, I was a triathlete and I'm one in 10 that's going to finish this trail. So try to keep up. My approach, 100%. <laughs> I just was thinking through that. And yeah, again, I'm not in your, in your shoes. And so that's why I just, I just found it fascinating. So, okay. You've got a gear company named Evolved Supply Co. You're selling backpacking gear. Huh? All, all kinds of gear. I, I got, I got show and tell items here. Oh, do you? Okay. All right. My question is going to be very different <laughs> than what you're, what we're about to talk about. Uh, but as I was processing through that, like it made me think of something that like it made me interested in your perspective on this because you've got a gear company and at least you know from what i was gathering from your website it looks like it's doing pretty well because you can't keep up with the orders and the, you know the orders are so far out <laughs> we're a small company bro <laughs> <laughs> okay we keep getting emails from people like why is your lead time so long it's like because there's two of us <laughs> i just assumed it was because you're doing so well <laughs> well i but, mean we're doing well as well but okay. also like i mean you know it's when you only got two for sure doing it <laughs> for sure small company okay but still a company. And so in the past, like you've been very vocal about the gear that you use from people that are sending you gear that, you know, that they're not sponsoring you. You send the gear back. Um, you don't want to, I, I guess, be influenced by the companies. And so you're very vocal about like, this is the appropriate thing to do so that I'm not sort of compromised. Has, has that perspective changed at all in terms of like trying to get your own company name out there or kind of how that's going to work? Or are you, is it the same tune? Well, the perspective changed a little bit because I did get to the point, I'll be totally transparent, that I was like, well, I did that for so many years, but in the grand scheme of things, nobody really cared but me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I'm I'm a really like pride-driven person. No, it's like an integrity thing. You're trying to be trying to have integrity, right? It is, but like when when your integrity only matters, like whenever it <laughs> it only really matters to you, it doesn't matter to anybody else. Okay. Um you know, there's, there's a lot of, I never wanted to be, I never wanted to help sell something I didn't a hundred percent believe in. Okay. Um, and, and I didn't, you know, I wouldn't buy and use myself. So that's really where a lot of that came from is like, well, I'm not going to, if, if I wouldn't buy it myself and pay full price for it, I, I don't, 
I, I don't want to sell it to people, right? Fair There's enough. a lot of people on YouTube, a lot of people on YouTube that just constantly like, here's 18 sleeping pads and this one's great <laughs> and this one's great and this one's great. Right. Right. Like that was never me. I, I never did that, which is funny. Again, kind of going back to real early on when we first started the podcast, like I, I get a, put in that realm of like, well, you were the gear review guy. And I'm like, not really. Like I use the same, like I say sleeping pad because I literally use the same sleeping pad for like, I don't know, three, four of my through hikes and never right. tried anything different. I still use the same pad today. Right. Um, and, you know, I never wanted to be a salesman. I wanted to talk about the things that I loved or the things I was excited about or the things that I wanted. So if a company sent me something and there was like this incentive of like, here, talk about this and we'll give you X amount of dollars or we'll, we'll do this for you or we'll do that or that. It's like, well, then it's not really something I, it's not, I'm not, I'm not talking about it because I believe in it or I care about it. I'm being influenced. And some people will say like, well, I don't let the company influence me. I don't hundred percent believe that. I think yeah. that, you know, if somebody gives you something and then pays you something to talk about it, you're definitely not going to go on there and be like, I hate this. And it's the worst thing I've ever used. Sort of sort. Of, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's been, there's been products that we've gotten and then we're like, yeah, we can't talk about this, this is junk. Like we've had that. Yeah. And I've done that too. I've, I've told people that for years is like, I have, I've gotten a lot of yeah. stuff. Like early on, I did take stuff from people. I, I never took, um, I, I never let anybody pay me. So that was the thing is I never let anybody sponsor my videos or pay me. Anytime someone would reach out to me and be like, Hey, I got this, I got this product. I'd love to send it to you and get your opinion. My response, we, I literally had like a copy and paste response. I was like, you are more than welcome to send me whatever you'd like. Just know it doesn't guarantee that I'll talk about it. I'll feature it in a video. I'll take a photo of it. I'll say anything positive or negative about it. And, and again, like I was never down for like reviewing stuff just to review it, like just to make content. I was more like, oh, well, I'm going to talk about this thing because I've used it over thousands of miles or I want to use this over thousands of miles. And maybe somebody else is going to use something over thousands of miles. I'm going to share that. That's where I always came from. So I, I always wanted to, you know, tell people that like, it's all subjective, like a hyperlight pack not working for you doesn't mean anything to somebody that you put it on. It's the most comfortable thing they ever put on their body. Right. And likewise, like I own a gear company now. Like I know that, you know, this backpack show and tell there it is. Yeah. What's your backpack? backpack is, okay. It's <laughs> not for everybody. Right. Like it's, you know, it, it, is it the perfect backpack? Well, for me it is. Why? Well, number one, I designed it, but is it the perfect backpack for you? Well, I don't know. So I'm not going to tell you it is. I want to check it out. Okay. So you got your backpack and that's the Ranger is what it's called. It looks like it matches what you're wearing. Actually. That's really impressive. Your shirt branding, like... sir. That's number one branding <laughs> right there. <laughs> okay. And I think it wasn't it all a cart. Like you, yeah, you could have the, the core pack. You could get the hip belt separately. There's like Y straps. Isn't that how you had Yeah. So when we did the pack, I wanted to make a really, um, I wanted to make a super like modular pack. Um, something that's drove me nuts for years is I've, I've had like multiple packs for multiple different trips. Cause like, you know, I like doing the ultralight through hike where I only right. want something like a 35 liter pack. I don't want to carry a lot. I don't want to hit belt, but I mean, there's other times I, I live in Arizona, like the grand Canyon is 45 minutes away from here. Like I might want to mm. go do a, a night in the Canyon where I'm going to have to carry more water. I'm going to have to carry more food. Right. So for something like that, I need a little bit more leaderage. I need a hip belt, stuff like that. Right. And living out of a van for years, like space mm -hmm. is limited. I want one thing that I can kind of trade parts on and off and, 
and use for just about everything. So that's kind of where the whole idea really behind everything that we started doing for Evolved came from is I wanted to make modular gear. I wanted to make stuff that it's something that's very important to me. Most of my gear lists that people will go see, like I'll talk about something that'll be like, well, I can use it for this and then I can use it for this and I can use it mm -hmm. for this. I cannot stand. The only reason I was ever ultra light hardcore quotes on that because <laughs> man that term gets thrown around way too much <laughs> um is is uh you know is is because of simplicity mm, right it, it was it wasn't because i wanted to be light and fast it was because like i don't like messing with a lot of crap oh my gosh I, yeah for sure and i think that's the biggest issue is like that's why people take so long to pack up they got so much stuff some people carry like the little battery powered air pump that i, I i've seen yeah, that yeah. a lot lately right that's awesome. Me, I, that, it's an extra little thing that would just annoy me to try to like, oh, yeah. where did I put that? Is it in this part of my pack? And No, it's not. But it's not even like, it's like that's one thing. But then you have a little thing, a little doodad for this and this. And before you know it, you got junk everywhere. Even if you, you know, bag it up well, right. you still got to throw it in the bag. Well, and it's, yeah. So I love, I, I love items that are, you know, you can get multiple uses out of. I'm a big fan right. of stuff like that. So when we designed this, I wanted it to be, we, if, most people that get on the website get confused because we call it a 35 to 40 liter. Most people are like, well, what was that? Is it a 35 or is it a 40? Technically, it's a 40 liter pack. Right. But the reason we said okay. 35 to 40 was the pack was built around the whole 35 liter pack mentality, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which has kind of become over the years, it's become my perfect through hiking pack. It's I 35 okay. liters, about perfect for me. So it rolled all the way down like it is now, 35 liter pack. But yep. we put an extended collar on it, okay. a really extra long collar on it. So that way you could take it, right. roll it out and get, still get two rolls on it. And it's about 40 liters of a pack. So again, if I'm going to go do something like a really light hike okay. or a through hike where I want to go really minimal, it can be that pack. I take the hip belt off. I take the Y strap off. It's a single leash over the top. It's that pack. But if I'm going to go mm -hmm. do a hike in the Canyon, right. I can put a padded hip belt on it. I can put the detachable Y strap on it. I can roll it all the way out and boom, I got a 40 liter pack that can carry a little okay. more weight. That's a little more comfortable. So that was kind of the whole thought process behind the pack. So yeah, to, to your, your question, we offer the pack in a complete version that comes with the hip belt, two shoulder pockets, the Y strap. We even throw in, mm -hmm. we even throw in a, a pack liner, like an alafume liner, and, you know, you can take it and then strip it down however you want to customize it however you want to or you can get the pack completely stripped down without all the extra doodads and features so oh okay okay so i don't know if it's fair to say like like kind of wrapping this up it, i don't know if it's fair to say like you're back i mean you didn't fully leave youtube but no i never it did sounds like that, yeah that's the like, thing i always said that i'd be back if i had something to share or something to talk about right it, right you know, it took me a while so what do we have to look forward to on your channel in 2023 and just in general, any content you're making that we should be looking forward to that you haven't mentioned already? What, what do we got going on? Yeah, so number one, the thing that's been taking up the most of my time is, like I said, I've, I've been working on a documentary film uh, with the good folks at Sawyer, uh, the water filter that everybody's familiar with, and uh, Jennifer Farr Davis. If you don't know who Jennifer Farr Davis is and you're in the backpacking world, come on, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, shot over to Fiji uh, last year with them in June? No, May. Uh, May to shoot a documentary film about the work okay. that Sawyer has been doing around the world for the past 15 years. Um, but it, a lot of that started in Fiji, uh, is when they first started doing that installing filters, uh, in remote parts of countries to bring clean water from border to border 
in countries around the world. Okay. Awesome company. I cannot say enough amazing things about them. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful people. Um, fantastic. Support Sawyer. Um, I will totally <laughs> advertise them as much as possible. Buy their filters, not the snake bite kit. That's what I said. No, no snake bite kit. The permethrin's really good too. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Sorry. I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. It's not about the snake bite so, kit. So that's the big thing I've been working on. And that film is going to premiere uh, next month at AT Days. Um, so I'll, again, okay. I'll be out there with Evolve Supply Co. We'll be premiering a film. I'll be out there with my good buddy, uh, Benny Braden for responsible stewardship, promoting um, yep. public lands and giving back to public lands. Uh, but as far as the channel goes, um, some of the stuff I'm working on once I get this big project out of the way is I'm going to start doing more short films. For anybody that was really into my videos over the last handful of years, right there towards the end, you'll notice I kind of stopped doing, it was kind of like less vlogging. It was more trying to tell a story, more narrative, doing voiceover work, um, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So right. I'm a filmmaker. It's something, I, again, I've been doing off YouTube for the past like three, four years. Um, so I want to start sharing more short films on some of the adventures that I plan on doing this year. So this year I am, uh, I'm going to go out for a big section of the AT next month because I'm going to be out there. So I might as well. Um, okay. In July, I'm actually headed to Switzerland for a week um, to hike and hang out with a friend that I finished the PCT with back in 2018. And then I'm going to be doing, yeah. And then I'm going to be doing the tour to Mount Blanc. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going to be doing the tour to Mount Blanc. I just watched and, a video on that one actually. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, filming all of that and, you know, creating, okay. creating a short film off of that. Hopefully in August, I'm going to be heading out to PCT days to do all the same stuff. And I'm going to go hike a big section of the PCT again. Haven't been on the PCT since okay. 2018. So I've been, dying yeah. to get back out there okay. around that around putting out a bunch of content uh from adventures and trying to inspire people and show them some stuff i'm gonna start doing a bunch of content again um but less of like just reviewing a general piece of gear i, I more want to talk about the stuff that i use on the adventure so gear videos gear lists but also where i'm incorporating you know cameras um stuff okay. that i use to help tell a story uh, bike stuff, um, backpacking right. stuff, kind of a little bit of everything. So, and we'll start, I mean, we're happy to link what you already have going on and, um, you'll have to kind of reach back out to us once things are more available, whether you put it on Amazon or wherever, whether it's just your regular YouTube channel and we will, we'll, we'll definitely pump it up. Happy to support whoever comes on our show. So Darwin, man, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, this man. has been an awesome conversation and we dug into so many things and, uh, and, <laughs> and I asked you some uncomfortable things and you just roll with it. And so I so appreciate your time. I like rambling. I like, I'm a storyteller. I like talking. <laughs> <All> <laughs> so right. I appreciate you having me, bud. All right, my friend. So you missed this interview again. But what'd you think? I think there was, a, yeah, there's a lot of takeaways. I think you, um, some things that stuck out were like, you know, he, he made some good points about the, you know, humility makes people want to want to be around you. And, you know, I think sometimes like when you are, mm -hmm. you know, constantly talking about yourself, I think it's it's kind of deterring <laughs> if people want to be around you. So you can relate with that, obviously. So I can relate where people want to be around me or you can relate because you're so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> i like that you spun that really that was good you're gonna get that that was good um 
But no, the whole thing about like, you know, being a celebrity, I can't handle the the the, the people wanting the autographs and all that stuff. I think, you know, for me, I'm <laughs> like, autographs. look, look, like, look, if you're going to jump on YouTube, we all start from ground zero, right? We mm-hmm. all start on any platform, Instagram, TikTok, all that. You all start from ground zero. But like, this is the way people are becoming celebrities quick nowadays. Like this, right. it's not like you just got to be on TV to be a celebrity. So mm-hmm. You know, there's people that I don't know who they are, but they got 20 million followers on Instagram or whatever. So right. you're going to get noticed. So, I mean, not everybody is. We're, we're not noticed. So we're not celebrities. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, you don't know when you might like hit that boom. Like we might be cool right now, but then maybe in a year it's like, boom, 200K. And every, you know, a lot of people know who you are on the trail and all this other right. stuff. Uh, Do you want that, Derek? Do, like, be honest. Like, I don't, I, if it happens, it happens. Like if okay, it happens, okay, it happens. for sure. And if, if it happens, I'm sure you'll handle it great. But my question is, do you want it? I don't crave it. Okay. It'd be a bonus. I think you kind of need it. I think you, I think you want more friends and you want friends I to admire you. I think you have expressed many times you're a loner <laughs> and you like to do trips with brand new people to get new friends. I get it. It's totally fine. Um, you you know, you, you gave out a big fanboy vibe. Like in the beginning, I loved your fanboy vibe. It was just like, Mr. Dar-. Your whole like thing when you did the uh, fanboy interpretation later on in the episode. You're like, okay. Interpretation? Yeah, yeah you're like, like if, I'm on, if I'm on the trail and I'm, I'm like super excited to see no. you, oh. I'm like, Wow. No, you're missing. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. That's not what that was at all. You that weren't was- a fanboy on that? You were pretending no, 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 to be no. a fanboy. That was something that he, that's been brought up multiple times on his podcast. I'm not sure if it's on his YouTube channel where like he has these awkward encounters with people yeah. and he doesn't know how to handle no, no, it. No, no. Now we're like a couple years down the road and I was like, well, how are you going to handle it now? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm just, what I'm pointing out is- I was playing the fanboy. I was playing the role of that, but right. I wasn't no, actually. Okay. No, I know that. I'm saying your role of that was yeah. pretty funny. Cause I was like, wow, oh. I would probably run away if I saw that fanboy on the trail. But yeah, but I okay. see. I, but your point was made. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, if you want a selfie and it's like kind of awkward, but I'm like, you know, you're you're a big deal. You're a celebrity. If somebody yeah. asked for your selfie on the on the trail, what would you do? You'd be like, absolutely. Me? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Carlman. Yeah. Like, it usually goes the other way. I usually like find random hikers. I'm like, can we take a selfie? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then there was, you know, the thing, the thing I like to actually kind of what he said about the, uh, you know, I don't really do a lot of research when I watch, you know, before I go on a trip, maybe I'm not doing as much research as I should. Maybe I'm not watching videos. Maybe I'm not getting all the Intel. I think mm-hmm. there's some in general. Yeah. Like, I think it might be wise to like check a map and like kind of get an idea of what you're doing. But I liked his mentality of like, I just want to get out there and have this experience and not like oversaturate myself before I go over there, you know? Um, right. So I thought there was some value in that. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, your yeah. whole, uh, we're going to have to dive into your whole pancake uh, alien guy story. That was really interesting. I don't remember hearing that I story. Feel like I, have, have I not shared that? I don't know, but that was weird. But I don't know. You could have got abducted or killed, but whatever. It's fine if it's for pancakes. I mean, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> it's worth the risk yeah. for pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, that was, um, uh, okay. But yeah, overall, that, yeah. It, was, it was good. I mean, I thought it was cool that, you know, he was saying, you know, in, in his experience, like, the things that you remember are the things that kind of, you know, go awry, essentially. So, yeah. and I think we... Yeah, and I, I, was, I was thinking of you when you were saying yeah, that. Yeah, we were talking about that a lot. So, yeah, um, sure. I would agree with okay. that, but... Uh, yeah. So let me let me hit on a couple of things first of all. So yeah, the fanboy thing at the beginning, like I'm just trying to pump them up and like welcome to the show. <laughs> if I came across this fanboy, it's not my intention. No, it was it was uh, no, it was, just, it was funny. It's all I'm saying. Okay, not at all. So anyway, the YouTube version of this episode has more of the gear that his company right, is right. is pumping out, and so it's kind of kind of more of a show and tell. It didn't play well on the audio version. So if you want to take a look at that, you can click over to the YouTube version. 
and check that out. So you 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 made a point too. I was going to say this before I forgot. You made a point too about like I about you know being like an A to B mentality. Do you feel like you've come mm-hmm. a long way from your A to B mentality? Well, let me ask you. You're on the same trips with me. Have I come a long way? You see how we spun that, folks? Uh, it was supposed to be a self-reflective <laughs> moment. Um, I already was self-reflective. I said that in, in the interview. Now it's your turn to judge me. <laughs> oh, if I'm judging. Okay, that's totally different. Um, uh, yeah, no, so for the A to B, I mean, I I want to say you, I feel like you've lo- loosened up. You're not as like gung-ho as like, okay, guys. There's been mornings on the trip where you're like, okay, guys, we got like 15 miles to do today. We got to get going. We got to get out of it, you know. Right. And... Uh, I think you've just kind of like part of you, not all of you, but part of you is just like thrown in the mental towel of like, you know what? These guys are going to sleep until 10. They're going to like right. freaking have breakfast till 1130. <laughs> I'm just going to leave early and they can catch up. They want to catch yeah. up. It's cool. So I haven't done that yet. I've not done that. You have what? Left early? Yeah. From campsite, you haven't left early. We've we've broken up into two separate groups before, but yeah. I haven't said like, all right, you guys are still just lounging. See you later. I haven't done that. Not like a jerk off like that, but like I, yeah. we've we've separated. Not, no, do people that are just sleeping in and taking forever to pack up? You think I'm the one being the jerk in that situation? Like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying you're being a jerk. I'm saying you're not being a jerk off. I'm saying they're being what they're being, and I think you can either f- you fight it less. You fight it less in terms of self reflection. I spend a lot of time on the trip standing around waiting, like a lot. <laughs> I'm packed, I'm ready to go. I'm standing around waiting. Right. And so I think that, yeah, I'll probably be more of the uh, like, hey, we're you know, try to catch up. We'll take a long lunch break and you right. know, get your stuff together. Because I think right. people are going to end up packing up faster when they see the others have left camp, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be more of that coming up for sure. And I'm just not like, well, you and I, we don't sleep in forever. We don't we don't wake up really early either. We're just kind of somewhere in the middle. We just get up and we go. We don't have to spend forever. So yeah, I, I imagine you and I will be hiking together as a result. But we pack quicker than others. I think some people like sure. to un- unload every night and every morning. Sure. And let's get back to some of the the, the the comments that came out as interview though before we yeah. jump into okay. like some yeah. So is he the Mister Rogers of the backpacking world? As I accused i mean i think we all can strive to be like mr rogers mr rogers what are you talking about mr rogers is awesome. he's a nice guy talking? yeah uh i don't know about that i mean i don't know i don't know if i well know him well enough to say that but okay. uh you know he seemed very nice but i don't know if he's i don't think so i just thought it was just, funny. what is he more of like a loki on the trail or uh like a, <laughs> like a thor <laughs> What Marvel character would he be on the trail? <laughs> uh, Let's play is, a game. He's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Let's play the game. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll follow up with that. Can Darwin on the trail change his trail into Loki? Were you were That's you offended by his evolutionary name? Why would I be offended by that? I'm just making sure. I, just, I don't know if you're weird by that. <laughs> Some okay. people are weird by that. I know. I'm just checking to see. People that name themselves actually actually or get trail names like that. He didn't name himself. People that get trail names like that are not challenging my belief in God whatsoever. Mm. So okay, good. if you put if you put stickers on the back of your cars where like there's the fish or the other animal eating the fish or something eating that or truth eating that animal, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you could win the sticker game. It's not about the stickers, folks. <laughs> yeah. What what would your trail name be though? Did we talk about this? I feel like no, we're reflecting about the Darwin interview. We're not talking about it just what you're going to do in camp and how you pack up fast or, or what my trail just, name is. So just made me think. Stop it. Soft serve, soft serve, soft Carl. Serve. Soft okay. serve shoulders, Carl. I don't know. Soft uh, all right. Let's, let's, okay. The, the last thing I had was um, at the very end. I don't know if you caught it. 
but he called me mm. Bud at the end. Hey, Bud. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Is yeah. that the very, did very he, end? How did, how did he say it? I don't think I, I heard don't, that. I didn't write down the quote exactly, but it was, no, it was an, an endearing way, um, maybe in a friendly way. Do, do you think he wants to go backpacking with me? Should we invite him? No, he does not. Okay. All right. Fair enough. He thought you were in a wood cabin, you know? <laughs> he thought you were in a wood because cabin. Because of the YouTube backdrop? Yeah. Clearly. Might have. So, it's so realistic, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, man, it's 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 not always easy to get the people that are in high demand, such as Darwin. So we, Darwin, we really appreciate the fact that, that you great. were on the show. Yeah. And man, yeah. So thank you great. so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Awesome. So as a famous YouTuber, I've got YouTube trivia coming up for you right after this. Are you looking after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers? If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Can you be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. YouTube trivia is brought to you by Vacluse Gear. Want more ventilation on your back when backpacking? Looking to sweat less on the trails this summer? Check out Vecluse's Ultralight Ventilation Backpack Frame, an accessory that installs on your favorite pack and creates a ventilating airflow gap. The Generation 2 is being released right now. Don't sweat the big stuff. Use code BLISTERS for 10 bucks off at VeclusGear.com. All right. Um, YouTube trivia. I don't know if this is easy or hard. I feel like this is... I feel like it's easy. Hmm. I don't you think know. it's easy? 
So okay, I think it is, but you always complain, so we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Number complain. one, okay, get two out of three. Number one, what is the most watched video on YouTube? Ooh, most watched video. Yeah, I got multiple choice. Is it uh, a Baby Shark Dance. Oh, yeah. B, Charlie Bit My Finger. Mm. C, Monster Mash by Mr. Beast. Okay. D, How to Find a Sasquatch by Backpacking and Blisters. Oh, it's got to be D, right? Um, I'm going to say it's either Mr. Beast or the first. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Baby Shark. Baby Shark Dance is correct. Yes. Like like 12 billion or something. Yes. Uh, Monster Mash is just like, a, I just made that up. I don't even know. It sounded ridiculous. Means, yeah. 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 So I didn't check what Charlie but my finger was at, but that's that's legendary. That as well. is legendary. So, How, what was Mr. Beast? Was Mr. Beast up there? I mean, he's the most famous or most popular YouTuber out there. I don't know what his videos are. I don't, I don't watch him. Sorry. He's got some cool stuff. Yeah. It's pretty rad. I, I don't, I couldn't even tell you what, what his stuff's about. That's he like went and did, he, he went and bought, LASIK surgery for like this whole village one time, and just they all got LASIK surgery oh. like right there. It was pretty right. It was pretty sweet. He I does, think I heard that one. Yeah, he does some rad stuff. Okay. Um, okay, what's next? All right, number two. What do we got? Uh, besides Darwin, can you name three backpacking YouTubers? Backpacking YouTubers. We got YouTubers uh, that specialize in the backpacking genre. We have uh, Dan Becker. We have this one Justin Outdoors. We two. have Jesse the villain. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I thought you'd struggle more with that. Carl Mandrioli. Can you name any more? Carl Mandrioli? Uh, I was technically teamed up with you, so <laughs> not solo. Mission fulfilled. Okay. Three for three. All right. You won. You won. You got this trivia, but let's ask the last question just for fun. Uh, we are approaching 1,000 subscribers if we've not gotten there already. Whoa. What did we say we'd do when we hit that goal? Throw you in a cold lake. I would take that. I will take that. Uh, no. What, what did we? You probably wrote it down. Ice cream? I, I just remembered it because it was important to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even care. This is, I know you don't. This is I know stupid. you don't. You're being sarcastic. This is stupid. But, but truthful at the same time. <laughs> uh, what is it? What was it? Remind okay, me. Okay, so you missed this one. You got two out of three. We said we were going to do a live show. Oh, a live show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. On YouTube. And so uh, I'm guessing mid to late June. We'll, sure. we'll have something lined up. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. I'm in. Okay. All right. And we'll have more information about that later, but we're, okay. we're almost there. We are, yeah. So good job, my friend on YouTube trivia. We've got a couple tidbits, and one of these is sent to us by Rocky. This is an mm. interview he did with a ranger. So Ooh. here it is. My name is Dave. I'm a ranger in the Eastern Sierra. I was asked a question about Snicker bars once. I think Snicker bars are both a candy bar and an energy bar. One, because they taste great like a candy bar. Two, they provide fuel like an energy bar. All right, so uh, Ranger not really kind of taking a side there, kind of riding the fence. What do you think? What a waste of time that was, right? I mean, jeez, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, you got you to gotta press on that a little harder, yeah. you know I mean? Like get him to answer like, Yo, yo, this is yeah. for the people. These are right. for the children. Throw yeah. the children card out there. I don't know. 
Right. I think he's just pick giving a side. You a side. Pick yeah. a side. Pick Come a on. Side. Buff or no buff? Clip, aqua clip, or no aqua clip? You know? I would rather have you take Derek's side on this than ride the fence. <laughs> Which is Snickers is a candy. Yeah, exactly. That's what your side is. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Just again. in case you forgot, which you probably did. Uh, yeah. That's too okay. bad. What a waste. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> You're so, so ridiculous. <laughs> Rocky takes the time to interview a ranger and your but, response but that's, is, that's, what a waste. But that's what Rocky's good at that stuff, though. Like, he could he could have pressed that guy. I know Rocky could have done it. You know, he could have done it. Uh, okay, so our good friend Rocky's been on the show a number of times. He'll probably be on soon. Like, I'm, I'm asking him to record some things. Like, hey, we have an episode coming up, you know, coming up about this. Record yourself. And he just likes to include everybody. So he'll be out on the street. He'll be like, oh, hey, so here's what I think about this. And then he'll see somebody in the background. He'll be like, hey, hey, I'm recording something for backpacking. And come on over here. You want to be the video? Yeah. And like just some random person. He'll get like him stranger. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. he's good yeah, at that. he's good at that. All right, last tidbit is we've got the summer Bible study coming up. I was referencing this with the Bible verse at the beginning of the episode. Coming up, we're going to be doing it virtually, and it's been awesome over the last couple of years that we, I think it's, this will be like our third or fourth year doing it, third or fourth summer. And so if you've done it already, awesome. We want you back. If you're interested in doing a summer Bible study, meet some great folks from around the country, sometimes around the world, uh, please let me know. Reach out through email, through social media, whatever. And we'd love to have you. And I'll, I'll put, it's going to start in June. So I'll put more information out like on, on the emails here in a little bit. So, but you're invited. You, as in everybody out there, all of our friends, all the B&B family, including Derek, is invited. Wow. That's good. That was good. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got. Guys, we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Just check out Darwin. Check us out on all the social media handles at backpackingblisters.com. Uh, a backpackingblisterspodcast.com, I should say. And uh, we will see you next time. Remember, guys, if you need a friend, just call Carl Bud. Yeah, we were, well, I mean, we were on the trail. Again, like, how many times do I have to go over this? Like, you know, I, I go into Carl's bag when he's sleeping to steal some uh, some food because we like to mooch. And uh, I'm, like, looking through his, and he has a separate colorful velvet bag. It says candy on it. And I open it up. What's in there? Nothing but Snickers.